Today in Business from Wired. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is the Spoken Edition of Wired. Today's edition is powered by TD Ameritrade. When it comes to investing, each of us does it in our own unique way. From TD Ameritrade's award-winning technology to personalized guidance, they have everything you need to invest on your terms. Visit tdameritrade.com ytda to get started. Family Trust shows Silicon Valley's secret obsessions by Natasha Tiku. When Dave Eggers published The Circle in 2013, Critics thought the novel's hyperbolic message about an omnipotent tech company would open the world's eyes to the harms of Silicon Valley's growing power. Perhaps there's as much to learn about tech culture from Family Trust, the debut novel from Kathy Wang, a former product manager for a data storage company. Family Trust is also a zippy page-turner set in Silicon Valley, but Wang focuses on tech's middle class. Wang, who grew up in Los Altos and moved back in recent years, wrote Family Trust as an escape from the tedium of stay-at-home parenting while pregnant with her second child. For first novels, they say write what you know, she says. She spent six years working at Seagate Technology, after three at Intel. Until her book was published in October, Wang was interviewing for product manager jobs at big tech conglomerates, she says. My mom would really love it if I got a job at Google. In Family Trust, Silicon Valley's macro economy is the background to a family drama, rather than the driving force. The book follows the Huangs, a Taiwanese-American family. The daughter, Kate, is a director in the moonshot division of X-Corp, Google, basically, who works for Sunny Agarwal, a quirky visionary whose idea for an eyes-and-ears surveillance system gets stolen by an X-Corp executive who spends his day marketing himself as a product guy. Wang, who wrote the book before Tech's hashtag MeToo moment, is afraid she made Sunny too nice. If it had been real life, he probably would have done some hugely dickish thing by now and harassed someone, she said. The son, Fred Huang, is a Harvard MBA who clawed his way out of dead-end consulting and into corporate, i.e. unimpressive, venture capital, which sits near the swampy bottom of the industry's caste system because he has no access to carried interest or management fees where the real fortunes are made. The mom, Linda, is comfortably retired from her soul-crushing job in systems management for IBM, thanks to a nest egg she built by studying the stock market. Wang's characters never bought into the idea that tech is a meritocracy. Jobs are a means to an end, and the end is enough money to own and renovate a nice house in the right city on the peninsula. To buy yourself some breathing room closer to the top of the food chain. The Huang kids often seem unexceptional, but so do the instant billionaires around them. The closer you interact with people who have more than, and even much, much more than you, the more you kind of feel like they're mediocre, 
Even if you don't think you're so great yourself, says Wang, family trust looks at the emotional fallout, how you yourself handle it and how other people handle it, she said. Take, for instance, the anthropological dissection of Fred's slow, painful realization that Simon, a random acquaintance at a dinner to celebrate Fred's new job, is a managing director at a big-deal VC firm, meaning he takes home millions compared with Fred's $325,000 a year. At first, Fred tries to slot Simon into his personal success bracket, but he can't get any context clues from Simon's pilly, North Face fleece, so instead he tries a series of coded questions. Was Simon on the investment side or the less prestigious operations side? What's his sector? Where's his office? Finally, Simon fishes a business card out of his beat-up Toomey wallet to spare Fred the indignity of asking. Fred realized Simon had been assuming the role he himself had presumed to be playing, that of the more successful and magnanimous party, and was bathed in chagrin. That it all should come to this, to serve as a receptacle for such piteous compassion, Wang writes. He concentrated on deleting all traces of the interaction, and by the next morning he had successfully swept it from memory. The tech world disavows individual style, attempting to project indifference to anything outside the mission statement. But Wang reveals the underlying obsession with status. It must be frustrating for a certain type of social climber here because everyone dresses the same, Wang tells me. Unless you can Google the other person, you're left trying to figure out, are you someone? Or did you used to be someone at least? I was tempted to write off Fred as more telling about MBAs than VCs. But at this stage of the boom, there are a lot more Freds in the Valley than Mark Andreessen's. We've just been trained to accept a particular definition of what's considered tech. You can see this in the subtle messaging from social media companies that harassment in their online communities or the safety of users across the globe is a secondary concern to engineering. Hunger for a fictionalized version of Silicon Valley's foibles seems to have intensified in recent months. In December, Financial Times columnist Janan Ganesh demanded to know why San Francisco didn't have its own bonfire of the vanities. In October, Farhad Manju devoted a column in the New York Times to The Disruption, a novel published on Medium by Jessica Powell, the former head of public relations at Google. Through fiction, Ms. Powell illuminates the persistence and pervasiveness of the male-dominated tech bubble in a way that is difficult to appreciate in a parade of headlines about industry scandals, Manju wrote. Still, biting the hand that feeds you is hard when three or four hands control everything. Powell told Manju that some of the misogyny in her book was inspired more by her previous job than by Google. The idea that fiction might be a better source for truth about tech is partly a function of the growing consensus that we have little to learn from the official account of events, disseminated in op-eds and Q&As. As the unintended consequences of the industry's rise become clearer, executives and their crisis communications consultants seem to be doubling down on evasive PR or promises so thin they evaporate into nothing. In a moment of reckoning, companies still prefer to deal with issues in isolation, as though sexual harassment was not tied to pay equity, which is tied to discrimination. Family trust, on the other hand, is most deft when competing demands of race, class, and gender intersect. Kate, the daughter, spent a lot of time managing male expectations at work and at home, with both her dad and her husband, an aspiring startup founder who was the ninth engineer at Google and has never gotten over leaving too early. Fred, the son, seems driven by the unspoken understanding that if he doesn't distinguish himself, he'll be all but invisible. In the Valley, especially if you're Asian or Indian or a minority, you're middle class up until you're a zillionaire. It's like there are two classes, famous Asian, being Asian or Indian or something, and regular Asian. That's it, says Wang. At CES in Las Vegas, Kate is sexually harassed by the founder of a bra startup run by all men. So she steals his idea with little remorse and parlays it into a better title when Sonny says he can't find any women to promote. Kate's frenemy Camilla, who functions as the Greek chorus of the novel, brushes it off. Everybody steals. It's the nature of the business. You think there are any original thoughts left in the consumer space? 
Camilla got that line from VC elder statesman Manesh Das, known as the maid-beater of Silicon Valley. He, Das, parked it right over my head to another man at the table, Camilla says. It's really quite good, isn't it? That fucker is basically constructed out of one-liners. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.